0: Topics that concern your life, your community, and your safety. This is Five O Info on Arizona's news station, KTAR News 923 FM. Here's what you need to know.
1: Thank you for joining us for another edition of the Five O Show. I'm Jamie Rothschild, the host of the show, joined by, and I say this every week, two of my friends. Why do I say that? Because I usually reach out to my friends to do the show. Jeff Benza is a lieutenant with the Phoenix Police Department, LT. Thank you for being here today. Thanks for having me, Jamie. Appreciate it. And I say thanks for having you again because I know we've we've done show-related things in the past. And then Virginia Bolingbaugh is a sergeant From Well, you recently changed from the Mountain View Precinct to the Professional Standards Bureau. Is that correct? That is correct. And did I say the last name correctly?
2: Yes, very close.
1: Thank you so much for being here. You have an incredible backstory. And before we talk to you about how you joined the police field, why you chose to join the police field, because you have a a, a rich past, I want to talk just a little bit to Lieutenant. and, And, Virginia, you get this because you worked in the Employee Assistance Unit. Lieutenant, you are now helping develop an Employee Wellness Bureau. It used to be a unit. Now it's a bureau and the police department. And I was just wondering, can you talk a little bit about our audiences? It's not just public safety. It's people driving around on a Sunday morning listening to this show. Why is wellness important for us, obviously, for police, but for really for
0: anybody, and what what is wellness? The, the goal of the Wellness Bureau, number one, is to make sure that the police officers we have on the street and the professional staff that we have in support of them are at their peak um, optimal performance. And we want to do that by making sure that those people are whole, We're worried about their physical wellness, their mental wellness, their spiritual wellness. And this bureau we're creating, the idea is that we take people from the beginning of their career to the end of their career and graduate them into into retirement as healthy whole people. The benefit to the community is that person that comes to your door is that much healthier, that much more able to listen and to not put their own filter of what happened on their day to the complainant's concern or the victim's concern. And that's how we benefit society, is by giving them an officer who is prepared, giving them a 911 operator who's not stressed, giving them a body-worn camera person who knows what information the public information officer needs. And it just ties together. And that's our goal with this employee wellness. And it's a huge support for our department, and it's a huge game-changer in terms of resiliency, recruitment, and retention of our employees. One of the things that that I think every...
1: Field right now, you keep hearing wellness. It probably even is overused because people don't even have a sense for what it is. But Virginia, you, myself, we all worked in the employee assistance unit. And I think historically, we would hear of something bad or tragic and we respond to it. But it sounds like the focus on wellness is incredibly preventative it's how to get not focused on if something bad happens we will absolutely be there to serve you during that but it's the overwhelming 99 percent the day-to-day of being healthy happy whole and enjoying your families is that kind of your
0: goal as you work through this is being very proactive it, it is and the, the key to proactiveness is to not wait for bad things to happen it's To go out and show our faces, to introduce ourselves, and to create a culture where wellness is not only practice, it's celebrated uh, amongst our department. We want people to go home. We always joke that uh, I may have used all my nice up before I got home. We want to make sure that folks go home and they still have nice left for their family. Because when your career is over, when your shift's over, your job is mom or dad or husband or wife is much more important. And and
1: candidly, one of our goals is the folks who are and we you and I just spoke to a recruit class this week and we said the folks who are in your life today, we want them to be in your life when you retire. We want them to enjoy this journey, this opportunity to serve, and we we tried to uh, to offer them some some tips and tactics on how to do that. But if the goal is wellness, I think it becomes a heavier lift because it's not a negative focused approach to
0: what was really an amazing career absolutely this job is fun this job is fulfilling this is a job you go home and you think you actually did something good for someone else and that's that's the the servant leadership we want of our leadership that's a servant um, attitude we want for our folks who are taking calls who are taking photos and if we can keep pushing that I think we have a much happier, healthier workforce and that in turn impacts the city in a positive way.
1: As you heard Lieutenant say, there are both sworn and professional staff positions within the Phoenix Police Department. So if you want to learn more about the Phoenix Police Department, please check out phoenix.gov slash employment or you can call 602-262-6925. I think all of us in this room have been doing this for a combined total of, well, we're not as young as we were, uh, and the years have flown by. Virginia, have you looked back at your police career and thought, I still love being here, but I've really enjoyed the journey? Because you've done some cool things so far.
2: Absolutely. It's been 18 years, and I am every day um, pleased that I have the opportunity to walk out um, my career and my, my decision-making here with the Phoenix Police Department.
1: So what prompted you to be, we talk about you, you have this this. Past you've all these cool things that you tried, but at some point you said, "That's the career I want." How how did that come to be?
2: Well, it started with disillusionment. Honestly, I was disillusioned with um, my position in ministry. I was a youth pastor at a large church in Southern California, um, and I was in contention for a position. uh, a A position there that I didn't get. And it was really um, heartbreaking. And it caused me um, a period of disillusion. And ironically, um, at that time, I saw that um, Phoenix was hiring. um, I was playing soccer, actually, with a group of women in um, Southern California who were police involved. So some of them were dispatchers, and some of them were LAPD. And I thought, I really like these women, and I can hang with these women. And I was an athlete um, growing up and continued to be Um, athletic, continue to be athletic as much as I can as part of my wholeness, as part of my wellness um, approach to life. And um, in that moment of disillusion, I thought I should probably do something different. And my husband said this, and I quote, you should be a police officer because you're bossy. That's what he said. So um, I did a ride along with my local um, police uh, department, but my husband and I knew that we did not want to live in Southern California. It was expensive. We started to look elsewhere and the greener pastures, as it were, um, although Arizona is not thought of as a green place, Arizona became the greener pastures. And uh, so I came out to Phoenix and began the um, hiring process here in 2004.
1: When you talk about the ministry, it doesn't matter what faith, if any, you you are or you have, but what drives people? to the ministry is often that desire to serve and help others very similar to police work was your why the same for both the ministry and police work
2: yes yes and um, there are certainly days and time periods in my career as a police officer that I have felt closer to that calling, or I have felt a greater level of fulfillment. But in in total, the journey has been true to that. And I like to think about it this way, even today, um, that every day, there are good works in front of me that need to be done, no matter where I am. And all I have to do is set my feet on that path and walk in it. And so that is part of how I approach um, my work day to day, usually.
1: Lt. Benza and I were talking to some recruits this week, and we talked about never never let people make fun of your why. Never let it be hokey. We all have a very similar why. It's to help people, and, and we all come from different places. And we shared that starfish story, a little kid walking on the beach, and, and he throws a starfish in, and someone says, well, you're not going to get them all. And he says, well, I got that one. Do you ever look at your career as a series of small helping steps that ultimately lead to the greater good? Because you, your why must drive you. You're incredibly intentional in everything you do is your why still the same as when you started
2: Yes, it is still the same. And and there are days where it is just the little things. And there are days that I think that I miss it, too. I mean, let's be honest. There are days where the wholeness piece or the wellness piece or the um, the reasons that we get distracted from our purpose, you know, and our intention um, are present with me. They're present with anybody um, in this career or any place, even those of you listening this morning. Um, but... I, I think I think there have also been some really big moments too and I can look at, back at some of my investigations or some of the incidents that I've been involved in and say I was at the right place at the right time and my decision making was intact it came from a place of wholeness it, cl- it came from a place of what needs to be done now to the best effect um, so definitely though the day to day a lot of times is it's the little things and it's not just the things that, at work it's also the things at home but definitely we're talking about work today so
1: well so um, if we're talking about work and things that don't feel like work, I got to see you, and LT, feel free to chime in on this one. You worked in the employee assistance unit where you were able to, to, to take your why, your police why, your ministry why, and put it all together directly serving those that serve others. Did that seem I, – I know it was work. I know it – compassion fatigue and everything. It is real to look out for others. But did you feel like at that point – Man, I am right where I'm supposed to be at this time.
2: I couldn't believe the the. Uh, I think the word maybe confluence of those of those two lives. Right, my ministry life in the past that I actually, you know, had the privilege of being paid to do. And then my current position in a government entity that once again, I get paid to do. And yes, I felt like it was very much an X marks the spot kind of situation. And to that end, I got to help build the chaplaincy program, Uh, Bob Fessmeyer and Levy Levertov, two outstanding chaplains. And I was able to um, really reinforce their role um, with the the department. And I, I walk away from the employee assistance unit feeling very, very good about my involvement there in particular.
0: We don't get the opportunity enough to say thank you for things we've done in our career. And having been at the employee assistance unit before you and after you, it's much better after you than it was before. And thank you for the work you did. Thank you for those you helped. I know you want to be anonymous, but publicly on the behalf of the department. Thanks. I appreciate that. Hey, if we're giving out thanks. So you talked about the chaplains, uh, wonderful
1: chaplains. We've had Chaplain Bob Festmeyer on this show before anyone who's ever uh, seen him out on scenes. Uh, the, the guy, all of our chaplains operate from the, the absolute right motive, but the day to day getting in there and even trying to make the chaplaincy program better, he is such a humble, servant minded guy as as all of our chaplains are. But just a special thanks to all those folks who go out and serve. We get paid to do this, and it still feels like a ministry. They don't get paid, and it absolutely is a ministry. So, for every volunteer, everybody who's partnered with the department, the Employee Wellness Bureau, the Employee Assistance Unit, we truly appreciate your support. Uh, there's so many community partners and churches that come forward and give resources. We could not do it without them, Lieutenant. You, you look at you served in the unit, also. You look at where it was. Virginia talks about where it was. How do you look ahead and figure out where you want
0: it to go? I think the key to where we want to take it is where our department needs it to go. And I think that is us going grassroots with our employees, professional, our employees in the the precincts, and asking what they need, what services do they need, and focusing our efforts on their needs, not our own having 24 years on. I don't remember or know what it's like for a three-year person to have the same needs. So I, I hope we can serve them. It does make me feel a little bit old to hear you say that because
1: we came on about the same time. We worked in the same precinct. We worked in the same area. And I like to think that we are still those two or three year wonders because every day I get up and I get to do this police job, even in a different capacity. I still can't believe they pay me for it. It really it's It's the greatest career ever. And so if anyone's listening and wants a chance to serve like that, we always, always have a space for you. We need you. Virginia, this is kind of a an ambush question. I apologize. Uh, hopefully your family hears this interview. Can you talk about what you want your legacy to be in this department and the way you serve through your life when you when you finally do retire from us? What do you want to be best remembered for?
2: Gosh, that is a hard question. I think, I th- when I think about my legacy, I think about, um, the people that you breathe life into and they are continuing the work and that's all. So it's it's less about me and it's more about how am I equipping and empowering the less the next group, of the later group, to continue the good works that need to be done.
1: One of the other groups that I see you feeding into and, and empowering too is you're also involved in a women's law enforcement network. Is that Are you still involved?
2: The Arizona Women's Initiative Network. I'm the vice chair and I'm the chair of this year's conference which is coming up in September.
1: And what drives you in that respect? What is your hope for our career in the future?
2: I have a great passion once again for mentoring and for equipping and for um encouraging that wholeness still so that eau and that ministry bend um, when people once again are whole then they are doing the best job that they can in every area of their life and it serves our community communities better
1: it's called servant leadership sergeant virginia bolinbaugh lieutenant jeff benza thank you for joining us thank you always to Ed, our very patient producer Thank you to KTAR, 92.3 and 98.7 for this time every week. And thank you to you, the listening audience. Thank you for supporting Silent Witness. If you want to learn more about the Silent Witness program, please check out silentwitness.org or you can call 480-WITNESS. Remember, if you have information that leads to an unsolved felony case, you could get a cash reward and you're going to make your community safer. So please check out the radio station. Check out Silent Witness. Check out our social media. Thank you for all you do. Thank you for your support. Until next week, stay safe.
0: You've been listening to Five O info on Arizona's news station, KTAR News 92.3 FM. For more about Silent Witness, go to silentwitness.org. That's silentwitness.org. Or call 480-WITNESS. That's 480-948-6377.